As I flew across a part of the world that I had never been to before, I stuck to my routines. You have to develop them and follow them because the higher up you perform, the more demand there is on your time. And when you get to the highest levels, new requirements that unless you prepare for them in advance, will soon find yourself and your plans out of sync with what it takes to maintain your training and your focus. Athletes have to maintain their conditioning and focus. A planned day of rest is recovery, but miss two to five days and you lose 1%. That 1% can be the difference between gold and silver. You may remind yourself that everyone else is going through it too, but that can easily become an excuse. And any excuse is abuse of yourself first and has no effect on your competition, except they may be ahead of you. I'm Jungle Jim Hunter, and you're listening to 831 Living Your Best Life Podcast, where we inspire participation, communicate precision, and empower performers to podium. And I hope you will tell your friends and relatives and co-workers to go to their favorite podcast provider or to junglejimhunter.com or YouTube and subscribe, download, click on like, rate, and review us, and become an 831er, someone that inspires somebody else to live their best life because we've inspired you to live your best life. Well, it's eight days to the 32nd Olympic Games, and athletes are getting really tense inside right now. And it's 40 days to the 16th Paralympic Games, and they also are starting to think about the fact that the noose is tightening around their neck, knowing that it's almost going to be less than a month in a flash. I hope you will watch and support our teams and the sport that you're interested in. Well, my parents thought it was crazy, but if I had a camp in another time zone coming up, I would live on that time zone, and in the final weeks before going there, I would change my schedule to match the one I would be on one hour each day until I left. I was already living on the new time zone. That means you have to plan ahead and know what you will be doing on the plane as time passes. I know there are some broken chairs on planes I used to do isometric training on while flying to the next part of the world. Sorry about that to the airlines. The rule was it takes one day for every hour of time change for your body to perform at peak levels. As I flew east to Japan, I had my routine, reading and writing, ready to begin studying and preparing for the first run in the downhill. I had also been learning to speak Japanese, and so I wanted to polish it up on the trip. Totally committed to being the best of the best of the best requires you to live in such a way that most people around you can't understand why you can't do normal things. I rarely did normal things. As I look at my journals today and I read them, I am so glad I was prepared and had focus. I watched athletes with no plan get completely out of sync. I couldn't wait to make the trip and knew what I was going to do. Why? Because I had parents that allowed me to travel when I was young across Canada on a train to visit my uncle and aunt in Ontario and be away from the farm for a month in the summer. I knew how to plan a trip and what I was going to do at six years of age, traveling with books to read, things to do, and a plan to take it all in, not knowing the groundwork was being laid for trips around the world someday when I would become an Olympic skier. We arrived and I was glad because as soon as we arrived, chaos took over. Today, Canada has a chef de mission or a chief of the mission and mission staff preparing for the athlete's arrival and step-by-step process so they can stay focused. I'm glad they've done that. They didn't have it in my day. They had a chef de mission, but his job was to make sure that everything was in place in the Olympic venue, not before the Olympic venue. With the pandemic restrictions and controls, it will be even harder on the teams preparing for Tokyo. This is life, however, in the fast-paced world. Another reason why corporations should hire and pay an Olympian to become an employee 
and the best of the best of the best because they are prepared to handle the speed of life at a high pace before they even start working for you. I was on schedule, but had to fight to keep it because there were so many new demands that did not exist on the World Cup circuit. Media requests from all over the world, the COC requests, the Canadian Olympic Committee, Sport Canada and Canada House requests, sponsor requests and supplier requests. The first hurdle we hit was getting from the airport to the athlete's village. The traffic was horrible. Almost every trip that, according to the IOC rules, is not supposed to take more than an hour, suddenly became a three-hour ordeal of bumper-to-bumper traffic. You have to adjust, and so, well, I started my training at the back of the bus. Oh, another broken seat. Um, should have told that bus company, too, heading to the village. I should have apologized, but the chair I was sitting in uh, was broken by the time I arrived at the village, and uh, we waited hours, so... I had to get through the accreditation as well, and that was enduring for me. The interesting thing about accreditation in those days was that it was like having a five-pound weight of cards hanging around your neck with your face and sight and approvals and registration and everything about you on a card about the size of a tablet today. Where you put that when you are supposed to be stripped down to a downhill suit was quite a problem. What does all of this have to do with performing? If you want to see what your competition is like emotionally, just watch them getting on a plane after almost 24 hours of flying from Zurich to Sapporo. Watch them in crowded accreditation lines, getting off a three-hour bus ride that most of us could have run in 90 minutes. I had a plan. I had a tape recorder and my cassettes and my speaking and music tapes lined up and was tired like everyone else and couldn't wait to get some rest. But I had trained on the plane and the bus and knew I was ready, even though I was not on the snow for four days. Today's teams and countries and organizers know that they must anticipate these things before athletes have helped change the way it's done. But in my Olympic experience, you had to be prepared on your own. My enthusiasm rose to new heights when we were inside the village because there was loads of food to eat 24 hours a day and training gyms and equipment, places to be alone and everything you needed to be ready. Therapists worked on your body and I was ready to compete. Before my accident at 10, I was a quiet but driven kid. After the accidents, I was out of control, angry because I wasn't what I was before. My parents taught me to take emotions and turn them into productive outcomes. My dad and I butted heads a lot and it affected my life right up until today. My desire for 831 is to help you learn from what my life journey taught me so you won't have to go through the same things. Our emotions will either be in the driver's seat and they will take you where they want to go, or you will have to train them to sit in the right seat on the bus while you're driving and you train them to raise your performance rather than distract or hinder it from living your best life. No one then knew how to help someone with emotional balance trying to be the best of the best of the best. If it was technical, physical, or mental, yes, they could help. But all three of these are driven by the emotional. And if this is not trained, the emotions and motivation come from the same root word, and it means to move you. And they will move you wherever they want to go, unless trained. What moves you either bolsters your confidence or badgers it. I was so glad I learned to journal and was trying to figure out how to use it to be my best in 1972. What bus are you riding on? Are your emotions driving your car, your work, your people, or are you cool, solid, strong, and you're driving the bus with your emotions in the right seat and behaving 
And your first response in each emotional moment is to be a first responder, knowing what's important now and then acting upon it. My quote for the day, preparing in the present should always have the future in mind. I'm glad you listened. Thank you so much. And I hope you will have grown and will be driving your bus the next time we meet.